The biggest thing you gave me was time. I've always been a proponent of do the job, do it well. When you're a family, everyone in the family has to be treated with respect. Coach Wooden, it always started with uh, relationships. It always started with coaching people's hearts. I want to know who you really are, right? You can put whatever you want on paper, but that that doesn't really matter. His teachers, they meet the learner wherever he is. They don't care what you know. <laughs> they won't. Until they know how much you care. Talk to us really quickly about your journey from being a, a college football player to, to jumping in, man, um, to the family construction business in the early 2000s. What, 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 what is that walk like? And, you, you know, it, it was amazing because for my entire life, I played sports. And for those people that didn't know, football is a year-round thing. You know, you go in from your first trial to your season, to your spring practice, to summer workouts, to, you know, back in the days, two-a-days, let me go ahead and I'll date myself. I know you guys don't do that anymore. But but it was just the, the repetitive, competitive thing that we've always done. So when I graduated and I felt that same thing in, in industry or what I was doing, but, 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 you know, working in the field I was working in, that really wasn't something that I can get motivated uh, in the fact that it wasn't that same challenge, you know, now, now I understood that I would never be in a situation that I'd be, you know, in the locker room again with, you know, 54 super strong egos and all these other things. But, but, but you still kind of want to, you know, to kind of test yourself. And one of the things that I did was I always wanted to be an entrepreneur and in business, but I didn't know what it was, you know, and, and I'd worked in a, in a field of consulting that I was able to work with some of the best and the brightest people and understood that it didn't matter what the business was. It was all the same elements. It was good product. Uh, 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 marketing and, and 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 wins and losses, just like you know being in a um, being a coach or you know being there. And so, man, I was looking all over for a business that looked right back to my father, who had who was a, a head coach at Southern University and went off to lead the juvenile detention here in Baton Rouge, and he was building cabinets, right, and and, and some of the best cabinets I'd ever seen. And I got him in a residential house and I said, hey, here's my business here. Man, I don't know anything about construction, but I know business. How hard could it be? And of course, once I got in, it was too late for me to go back because I wanted to run <laughs> after we started. But, you know, here we are 22 years later and, and we're still kind of moving ahead. Right. So so you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but, you know, and I imagine there are. But sometimes we have student athletes that listen to this podcast and definitely, like I said, people in the sports world who listen. Uh, but we also have people in, in the world of business who listen. From living in both of those two worlds, like I said, you alluded to it just a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. But but how how does that sports world and business, how do they really marry in your world mm -hmm. and how do you daily make them right? How do you make that sports translate? Mm -hmm. You know, man, listen, I'm not going to give you the cliche answer. What I'm about to tell you may sound strange or something, but, but, but man, you're going to get it, right? And, you know, people tell you the teamwork and you work and all these things. But for me, I played at Southern University during an era that, that we probably sent more to the NFL 
than other school on the other side of town. I mean, you know, you got Hall of Famers with Niz, you've got all pro players, you've got, you know, and this was a daily thing that we were seeing in the conference. But with all the greatness and all the athletes that we had and the people that went on to have tremendous NFL careers, we never won the conference title, right? So what I have in the business world all the time is I'm going to pick that team player who's about the team winning other than that superstar. And I'm not negating what those guys are doing because it has to be the coach that kind of pulls it all together and we're probably pulling it in some different um in some different areas, but it just really made me see business, your family, whatever you do, man, we're a team, right? And so we all have to be on the same page. And as the coach or as the CEO or as the father here at the house, it's your job to make sure that we all on the same team, you know, and we all working together for the same goal. Right. So, so man, you know, we started this, we started this podcast right around the time that that COVID was going strong in, in our country, in our world, really. And man, it is just uh, we're still living in it. We might not realize it and we might be in a denial in some ways. But the question I have for you is, is how did that whole time, that whole moment talking about COVID, talking about social justice you you talk about being a father at home the, the mm-hmm. situation and social justice that we're still dealing with that we've been mm-hmm. dealing with for many years how how have those moments made you a better leader wow 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 so let's take the first part the covet um uh, uh pandemic you know Man, I think, and I know this, and I know you know it, that nothing under the sun, you know, is new, right? You know, uh, Ecclesiastes tell us that. And, and, and my deal was that, you know, people have gotten through this 100 years ago, man, we're going to get through it, right? <laughs> you know, that was number one. Number two, just from, from being an athlete and as well being a business owner, man, whatever the obstacle is, you never let yourself think that you're gonna be defeated, you know, no, no matter no matter what it is, right? So so when COVID came on, I I, I took a breath back because I lost, you know, a kid that worked with me and he was one of the guys that 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 um it happened really early on. You know, I was having conversations with him when he had uh, pneumonia, and I was like, Man, I'm glad it's not that that, that COVID stuff, right? And, and and then the guy kind of went dead. So that kind of you know uh, hit me in the face. But at the same token, it, it goes back to what I've always said. It says, you know, do we think we're going to make it? Man, we have no other choice, right? So, 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 so that's the way that's the way we kind of approach that. The social injustice thing, man. I have um, this has been apparent in my life, uh, you know, for fifty three years that I've been, you know, I've been an African American man, and, and and when I stand in a room, this is uh, construction, which is which is a white male dominated business just because of, you know, uh, young African-Americans, I'm trying to change that. We see construction in a different light. You know, you see construction as a guy that's out there on a hammer, as hot as what he's doing, not as a career path, or we see it as, uh, as you know, starting your own business if you're doing foreign things like that. So this is what I deal with every day. And, 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 and the questions, and when I go back and I mentor, it's the same thing. Every day I wake up and people like to say, hey, look, you know, you're a contractor first. No, I've been a black man, you know, my entire life. 
and I, I am a contractor and I understand the things that kind of go along with that, right? So, so there's a lot of things that we've done that we've been the first and that's been good, right? But man, it is my goal and my mission to make sure I'm not the last. I can't be the last guy on the bank board. I can't be the last guy to be, uh, you know, go be with the president. I can't be the last guy, you know, that's doing it. That's African-American, you know, kind of from where I'm from. So so, so that's always been, you know, our approach of, of, of how we go about our business. Right. Well, I know as, a, as an athlete or as a former athlete, well, no, we're always athletes. You're never former. <laughs> in, in our minds, right? I'm probably, that's right. You know, that's right. Now you kids. Your kids don't even believe that you did it once, right? <laughs> definitely don't believe that you could do it again. Yeah, absolutely, uh, all right. But, but in your life, you've you've been around some great leaders. Mm -hmm. Who who have been in any part of your life? Who have been the greatest leaders you've been around? Mm -hmm. and, and what what did they teach you? What did they bring to your life? Wow. So listen. First, I'm gonna take my father off the equation because 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 you know I could go on and on about that. We just do his 80th birthday party, things that, that we've done. So I've you know emulated and watched him my entire life. But you know, man, just 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 for most kids that grow up in um, you know majority black you know areas, um, uh, uh, it, it, it's been the coaches. You know, listen, the one of the most influential people that were in my life was a, a coach named Marino Casper. It's called the Godfather of the Swag, right? And and Coach Casper was passed now, but he's Hall of Fame, uh, HBCU. And he was such a disciplinarian, right? And, and and you saw that part. But but what he taught me was that it was always a mind game. I would hear him say some things to me that I would dare repeat say it, right? He coached by that. But then He'd let me hear him, overhear him say something about I'm the greatest tight end ever to live, but he'd never tell me. And so the thing that I took from Coach Castle, I saw the way he treated everybody on the team. He treated them differently. And the reason that he treated them differently is, is because we are all different. He, he didn't coach me the way he had to coach another guy. He didn't coach that guy like he had to coach me. So he took time to know the people. He knew that I always need to kick in my butt, but this other guy needed a pat on his back. And I think for in business, when, when people talk about leadership style, I think as a leader, you have to be like a coach. You know, um, you're assistant head coach. Uh, uh, and if you've got the number one option quarterback in the country, you can't run a drop back scheme. You know, so you don't, you take your scheme to fit the athletes that you have. And that's kind of the same thing with business. So I, I, my leadership style is different for each person individually. Once I find out what's their motivation, you know, you, you know, what's their fact, how do I do that? Right. And then I couple that under my style and, and, and get the whole team on board, you know, but, but, but I would say, man, you know, you know, my college coach uh, uh, left just a lasting impact and not only on me, man, but, you know, the people that he coached, he coached some tremendous people from all corn and southern, you know, times of that. And you know what? They're just listening to you talk about that. Of course, you know, coaching, man, coaching is teaching, right? <laughs> and and sometimes when when this is my experience as a coach, when when you're in the pot, when you're in the process, when you when you're growing these young men, mm -hmm. you don't know that 30 years from now, 
they're going to go back and they're going to remember those lessons. You don't mm. know that. And, but, but I continually hear from former athletes and they talk about the impact. They talk about the lessons that these leaders, these coaches had on them and how important those messages ended up being in their, not, not their 18, 19, 20 year old mm. lives, but in their 50 and their 40 year old lives and their lives as fathers. Man, can I just jump in for a bit? It's funny. Uh, my son, uh, you know, he says he wants to play football. And he's playing, right? But, you know, it's a different dynamic, I think. And, I, you know, I've got him at, at my high school, Southern Lab, which is one of the perennial powers, you know, it's down here. And, uh, um, and I had him working out now. Uh, and he was complaining about his stomach. You know, it was messed up. He drank something covered to work out. And I repeated exactly what my coach said, had to laugh at me. I told him, I said, son, if you quit now, you're going to quit on your family. Now, he's a 14-year-old, right? So you're going to quit on your family. I told him, I said, man, you're going to quit. You're going to quit on your children. You're going to quit your job. And these were the things that sounded crazy, right? But but here I am repeating it, and I get it now. And, right. and those are the lessons. Man, listen, I've been knocked in the mouth just like you've been knocked in the mouth. I'm down and I'm seeing stars. It was a different time. You know, they come with the smell of sauce. Right. And, I can, and I can remember, I'm trying to get to the sideline and the coach is like, which way are you going? I'm like, coach, I can't go. He's like, baby, you got to go. All right. And right. those are the things when you see you can push yourself to the limit. So I know you, you know, from your success and things that you've done, man, you're not going to lay in the bed. You know, I don't care what's going on. If you could go, you go, go, because that's the mentality. But no, no, man, I mean, there's so many things that uh, that we picked up that we thought were utterly crazy at the time. And as you know, I was talking to one of my players not long ago, and, and this player, he will tell you that his dad is crazy. <laughs> my dad is crazy, some of the things that he's had me doing. Right. In the same breath, this same kid, he said, but you know what, man, I was talking to so-and-so, another player on the team, and I told him some of the same stuff that my dad told me because I knew it was right, and I knew that he needed it, right? And so it's like you said about your, your coaches and those people who have been a part of your life. You know what's right. You, you Listen, know. But, 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 but here's the thing, though, and I tell people all the time. The coach talked to me with words that if you heard right now with this social media, man, he, he you know, they would got rid of him. But here was the thing. You knew where it was coming from. It was coming from a place of love. You can discipline a person if he knows that you love him and he knows where that's coming from, right? And, and I think that those are the things that those good coaches do, man. I mean, these good coaches, they really care about, about the player themselves, you know, as a person, you know, and what they can get the best out of them and not necessarily just for the game or for the season. But I know it makes you feel good seeing the people that you coach come back and they successful fathers and, 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 and they're working and they're, you know, their husbands and all these things because you played a major part in it, man. You know, you really did. Well, you know, when I like I talked earlier about having one of my former players, so mm -hmm. Tremaine Jackson, I coached mm -hmm. Tremaine in high school at okay. the Waltrip High School. All right, Waltrip. <laughs> and, uh, and and so now this same young man is the head coach at Valdosta State. All right. And so it's, it's funny story as well. Uh, we're at the at the convention, the AFCA convention. I took him to his first convention. I took mm -hmm. him to the convention when he was in college, right? And so he's he was in my little entourage, right? He's walking around, he's trailing me. Mm -hmm. One day, uh, 
my wife and I were at the convention and, uh, and she said, is that, is that Tremaine? There's, there's Tremaine over there. And we were, we were, it's, it's so cool the way this was all set up. Mm -hmm. We were outside the building, but we could see him through the glass inside the building and he's walking and he had about 12 coaches rolling with him. Behind him, yeah. <laughs> and and how cool was that to mm -hmm. see this guy with his entourage? Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah, and, yeah, man. And so, you know, I, I just thank God just put us in that place, put me in that place, again, to help have you understand the great role that you have as a coach. But before I lose it, mm -hmm. you know, to hear you talk, uh, it's, it's really cool when I hear people who operate in a world outside sports, mm -hmm. right? Operate as fathers, they operate as, as business leaders, but they say the same things, it's the same game, you know? And, and so I would like for us to all understand that man, sports is a life teacher, right? Mm -hmm. No matter where you go, you're gonna, the lessons, right? You, you can be successful when you work hard, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. successful if you if you're a good teammate right those yeah. are the same things that we learn as we grew in sports but but that's still a part of your life every day speaking of every day part of your life so when when you are in a position where you have to build your staff when you gotta we gotta bring somebody new into your company what are the kind what are the you kind of alluded to it earlier, actually, but but what are the what are the attributes that you look for when you when you're bringing somebody on to your bus when you're when you're adding somebody on to your staff? What kind of people do you look for? You know, it's funny you have to say that, man, because one of the biggest challenges that we're having in the industry right now is 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 a human capital. Just you know, for, for whatever reason, you know, we're all scrambling to find the right people and. The thing, you know, in my business, you know, a person can, you know, they can talk a good game, you know, like, you know, like in, in your business, you go look at a kid and, and you know, if, if he's 6'2", 295, he's not playing cornerback for you, right? And so, so for me, guy comes in and says that the thing that I look for is I want to know what motivates me, you know, and, 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 and the issues that we're having right now is, you know, if I've got a guy who wants to just kind of sell out, doesn't want to be in the, um, you know, in the mix, he doesn't want to be accountable, he wants to get paid and kind of move on. And then uh, uh, what I'm looking for in a person is I'm looking for a person that wants to win. Right. And when I say that is, you know, money comes with it, all these other things come with it. But I want a person who, in essence, is working for himself. And that's what I tell people. I said, hey, man, look, at the end of the day, you know, you work for me, but every skill set, everything that you learn, everything that you do, that's for you. Right. And, and, and that's for you to come back and be more valuable, not only to me, but more valuable to yourself. So when we have this conversation that, hey, look, here's time for, for more uh, responsibility, right? Here's time for more money and all these other things, you know, you've earned it because you have become a better version of yourself. And the only person that's gonna do that is the person that wants to win. I mean, you know, the difference is you've got, and your business, there's a kid who may be talented, but he's the first one off the field. Right. You know, there's one who is, you know, he's instead of in film study, you know, he's he's doodling, you know, he's doing these things. Right. Don't ask me how I know all these things. All right. Man. But but there's also a kid that 
no matter how good he is or what he's doing after practice, he's the one that's running extra routes. He's the one that's getting extra workout. And his motivating factor is he wants to win. He wants to win at life. He wants to win at everything that he does. It's just not about him. So, 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 and that's, I look for the same thing. Those are the things that I found in trial and error. You know, I've got a kid now that, that didn't even have a resume. He scribbled it down. You know, but he had been working in construction since 13 years old, right? Led a crew at 17, wanted to move over to the commercial field and asked me a million questions during the interview that I couldn't even get anything into him about what he was going to do. I knew he was the one and he has just taken off you and done those things. And, and, and for me, that's what I look, what motivation, you know, are you, do you want to win for yourself? Do you want to win in life? Right. And so you 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 talked about that player, right? That player. Sometimes you got that player who has incredible talent. Oh, <laughs> I played with a guy, man. Some of these young people don't know who Barry Sanders is. Go <laughs> so search highlight film, and mm. it shows up. Mm. And, and I, I I always I tell I tell my players, you know, I compare my career to Barry's, and not really. I'm kind of ashamed to say it, but. Mm -hmm. But for the lesson, I'm not ashamed to use me as an example uh, for the lesson. Man, when I left the field every day, when I left the field to mm -hmm. go do whatever I was going to do, the, the greatest running back of all time was still out there running sprints. Mm -hmm. When I got after my shower and I got in my car and I mm -hmm. was driving off, the greatest running back to ever play the game was still out there on the field. And, and this guy's a hall of famer, mm. right? This guy's mm. a hall of famer. And at that moment, mm -hmm. I was impressed as mm. I could have been. Mm -hmm. But at this moment, I mean, I'm almost in, in awe of, of number one, the, the talent, the ability that he had, but the way he worked, right? And I, I've never seen anyone, you know, I've never seen any football player work the way this guy does and achieve the way he had. Well, listen, let me tell you my quick story. So, Aniz Williams played with me. Aniz was a walk-on at Southern Action, right? And a good friend, Avatar, brother. Um, but Aniz, and he'll tell you, wasn't the best cornerback on my team. The entire defensive backfield went to the NFL, right? So the most talented of them all uh, uh, went, you know, his first pick, I think, in the third round, and, you know, all New England uh, um, decade team, you know, at one time. But he had no worth ethic like Aeneas. And Aeneas was, you know, by far, you know, behind. But every practice, you saw it coming. Every practice, you saw it coming. Every time he intercepted the ball in practice, he returned to the length of the field. And he did these things. And you saw how he worked himself to that person that he became and so you know we always joke that that Mel Kuyper said that he won't be in the league for a year or two right so I was looking for Mel so I can let, let Mel kind of know because Mel couldn't judge the work ethic that he had and he took into the NFL so so those are the things that that are inspiring those are stories that I tell kids that it translate more than 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 just in athletics it's the same kid that I see that's at the office when I get there the same kid that that wants to understand, 
you know, why this is happening. And, and he's willing to work to make sure it gets done and ask the question. And then there's a, the other guy who made no more construction, but at five o'clock, his lights out, he's home, right? You know, it was something falls through the crack, he's done. And so, no, no, listen, sports is life. I, I was, you know, I, I wanted my kids both to be in athletics for those life lessons, right? You know, it was nothing I ever pushed. My son wanted to play football. I wanted to make sure it wasn't because I played. But, you know, in, 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 in sports, specifically football for me, there's never a time that you're going to have that many personalities from, from and I don't, they can be from, from uh, Sugar Lad, Texas to Acres Holmes, but everybody got to put it together and everybody has to be in here. We got to work collectively. And how often do you get a chance to interact with that many people from that many backgrounds and to have one common goal and for you guys to uh, be on the same playing field, you know? You can't beat it. That's your life lesson. So everybody that I meet, I meet with love in my heart and a smile on my face because regardless of where they came from, what they look like, what the skin color is, I know he could be my teammate, right? If he's willing, right? And I, and I think that's the thing that's important. Right, right. So talk about your staff. You talked about, you know, different people on your staff. How would your staff describe your leadership style what kind of <laughs> well just like i said each staff member is going to have his own his own uh experience with me because like i said our one-on-one -on -one interactions are, are 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 very different i'm gonna just like i'm gonna coach one guy different uh i'm gonna be harder on some i'm gonna be uh, i'm gonna pull back more understanding for others but in essence what, what they're gonna tell you is is that i'm uh thorough uh 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 I'm demanding uh, to the point of, um, and I tell people this all the time, you know, for me, when it comes out of the office, you know, my last name is on it, okay? So it doesn't really help me if you can do it nine out of 10 times perfect, right? Because what happens on that 10th time, you know? So so, so, so the, the thing that I've learned is once you've gained the trust and, um, uh, and you're out front, I can lead from behind. OK, and I can be there when you turn around and, and, and you need the guidance or you need whatever. But I want you to be able to go on and tell everybody, look, you're going to make some mistakes. I mean, that that's the thing. I don't want you to play scared. Right. Uh, I want you to go out, but I need you to learn from it. And I need you to come back to me when we have, you know, any of those questions. That's the ideal way. Naturally, when people start, you don't throw the keys to them. You know, this is a, a different business that, you know, uh, a miss of a decimal point can be catastrophic. You know, one of the things that, you know, they say with, with contractors, you're always one bad job away from uh, bankruptcy, right? So so, so we kind of cross eyes, you know, dot our T's, but, but I think, you know, you'll get some uh, some different answers. I've got a cousin that's been working for me for 20 years. He'll probably tell you I'm a tyrant, right? But he's my cousin. I could be a tyrant with him. Right? Right. Right. Yeah. So as the leader, right, the leader, and you kind of talked about uh, you you were on, on the other side of it for a minute, but mm -hmm. as the leader, mm -hmm. you out front, you're the big dog, the mm -hmm. boss. Mm -hmm. How do you rate, how do you rate your own performance as the leader? You know, what's crazy is this, right? Um, I think, you know, you know, when you start out, you always think you're going to get to a certain point and then you've made it, you know, it, it, you know, you think, Hey, I'm going to do this much of revenue that I made it. You get there, you haven't, 
uh, this size job, I'm going to be on, on this panel. You know, to be honest, where I am now in my life, um, I raise success with the most precious thing that I have, and that's time, right? So if, if I can have the same level of success, but if I've got to be in the office, you know, from sun up to sun down, and, and taken away from my family time or my time with my wife or, you know, my time with my parents or, or these things, then I don't consider that, you know, success for me. What I consider success if I've empowered people, the right people, and I have uh, trusted them enough and helped to develop them that I have that time. Because I, I can't get it back. You know, that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, listen, man, you know, like this particular thing that you and I are doing is, is very, very important to me. I wouldn't have done it. I go back and I say, no, but I, I saw what you were doing. I think it's incredible. You know, I'm going to be here early. I'm not going to be here late because your time is valuable. I know you got other things to do. So, 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 so to me, time is the most precious asset. So I measure success with the, the, the freedom and the time that I have because the wheels are going to keep running. Either I have to crank it, right? Or I've all did all, I set it up so it continues to run. Now, as you and I are talking now, I've got you know two Starbucks going off in uh, in uh, uh, Alabama that they're currently working on right now as we speak to get the door open, right? But I have the freedom and the time to be here, you know, with you, right? So, so that's the way I look at it now. Now, had you asked me that ten years ago when I'm 43, it was a different answer. It was like, you know, Van, I've got to get to X amount of money, uh, you know, or do this revenue or these size construction projects, or I have this size staff or, you know, you know, you know, any of those things. You know, I, I tell the young people now, you know, when you start out and I, I'll talk to anybody that wants to talk to me about construction that, that, that's in the field, particularly, you know, African-Americans, you know, that are starting because I didn't get a lot of that assistance when I, you know, when I kind of came in. But the, the most valuable thing I tell them is, you know, set a target. You know, just like, you know, and, and you can go with coaching. If I'm Van Malone, I want to come back and, and emulate the most successful, highest paid, whatever it is, coach that's out there. And I'll go back and say, hey, if it's Saban, if it's this guy or whoever, Belichick. And I want to go back. And the reason I want to emulate that is because they've got a roadmap to get there. Right. So I want to see what it was. And now I can set my own roadmap and, and, and I can have some intermediary goals and my daily stuff that I have to do and I can get there. Now, the beautiful thing about life is you don't have to stay on that same track. You know, I'm a computer science major in construction, but if I don't have an end goal, right, it would be like me leaving Louisiana saying I'm going to drive to New York City, right, without MapQuest or Map or any of that stuff. Now, I may eventually get there, right, but I'll go running the rivers and valleys. It's going to be a lot later than if I use that roadmap, right? So, you know, that, that's kind of where we are. All right, well, you, you alluded to this, and this is my final question. It's always a, a pretty cool question to ask people. Uh, but you could talk to the younger Keith Tillage, right? That dude was stubborn, right? Uh, if, you could talk, if you could talk to him, what would you tell him, knowing what you know today about life, about business, about leadership, what would you tell the younger version of you that you know today? So listen, I, it's a couple of things. One, I, I would definitely say, man, it's a good thing we didn't grow up in the era of social media. I'd say that first, right? But, 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 but what I tell him is, is, is one of the things that, you know, we kind of, uh, uh, one I knew, one I did. One was never take 
no from somebody that doesn't have the ability to tell you yes, right? I'm not going to walk into the bank and ask the bank teller for a loan and let the bank teller tell me I'll never get a loan, right? So I'm going to let, you know, the bank director, the president of the bank, once he tells me that, you know, you know, then that's okay. So uh, I think oftentimes we fall short by listening to people that don't have that ability to, to make it happen for you uh, uh, and you kind of go by the wayside. But what I would say is, Man, never get too high with the highs. Never get too low with the lows. It's all going to even out. You know, there's been times I thought I was on top of the world and there was something that that happened that kind of leveled it. And it was other times that, man, I thought it was all over. <laughs> you know, I was brushed off my cobalt book, but something always happens. And that's the kind of way of the world. And I think that the successful businessmen, uh, that's what they've learned. That's why you, you never see them stressed out, no matter what they're going on, because they know they're going to get to it. And, and once you get that, man, listen, you got to stay whipped. You know, I mean, the uh, the nights that you stayed up doesn't happen as much. You know, you wake up, it's going to kind of be there and uh, uh, you kind of get it done. So, you know, th that's what I would say, because, uh, you know, I was real. I would, you know, I'd chase this, I'd be down, I'd be up and, you know, kind of go from there. Okay. Well, I mean, I, 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 you you don't know again how how great it is to be able to meet you oh, uh, yeah. after hearing all the stories. After <laughs> the stories. <laughs> man, 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 listen, you know I I met a couple guys at Wall Trip. I say now nah, now nah, I want to make sure Van gonna lead on the side of my boys on the other side. We're talking <laughs> about that. All. He was like, no nah, man, you go like Van. <laughs> all right, so yeah. I, so I really do it, and I'm glad uh, that we got a chance to do this, man. Anything I can do to help, please let me know. Yeah.